Welcome to Living Stones, your daily devotion with Pastor Alex. Burial Rituals John 19.40 Then they took the body of Jesus and bound it in strips of linen with the spices, as the custom of the Jews is to bury. As I was writing this on Good Friday in 2020, the global death toll from this novel coronavirus known as SARS coronavirus 2 crossed the grim milestone of 100,000. In the United States, the total number of deaths was pushing hard towards 20,000, and in Ground Zero, New York City, COVID-19 had taken a 5,700 deaths bite out of the Big Apple. At the time, New York State had more COVID-19 cases than any country in the world. Normally, about 12 dead people in New York, who are unclaimed, are buried each week on Hart Island using prisoner labor. COVID-19 has now increased that number to at least 12 per day. That means 12 people buried each day without weeping relatives or a burial ritual of any kind. While there are still some regular funerals going on, all over the world we've had to halt much of the traditions and rituals around inhumation. There's a curious funerary tradition practiced by some in Guyana where I live. On the day of the funeral, someone buys and brings a bottle of perfume or cologne which they spray on the body lying in the casket. They leave the bottle in or on the casket, and as other mourners come by, they each take up the bottle and spray some of the fragrance on the body. I don't know how this tradition got started or what is the basis or the belief associated with it. Research is ongoing. Perfuming the body for burial is, however, not peculiar to Guyana. It occurs in many other traditions and places around the world and in a variety of cultures and religions. In the time of Jesus, there was a burial tradition where the body was anointed with fragrant oil as part of the preparation for embalming. When Jesus' body was taken down from the cross, as is recorded in John 19.39-40, we see that Nicodemus the guy who was previously on the night move, had organized a mixture of fragrant spices and had the body prepared according to the customs of the time. The burial of Jesus, like his trial and death sentence, was caught between two legal systems, two belief systems, and two traditions. There was the Jewish and there was the Roman. Jesus' burial was further complicated by the issues related to the burial of executed criminals. For the Romans, the funerary rites afforded to a person was in part a function of that person's status in society. In the earliest of Roman times, the body was washed and then displayed before cremation. In later times, including the time of Jesus, the Romans had started practicing inhumation. The Romans, however, refused the right of a burial to convicted criminals. This complicated the matter for Jesus. Crucified criminals were often left to rot upon their crosses as a sign to those who would commit crime. Some believe that Golgotha, the place of the skull, as it's called in John 19.17, was so named because of the skulls and bones that were the remains of previously executed criminals. The only way out for Jesus was that the Romans apparently, were prepared, 
especially on the eve of special occasions, to allow relatives to take and bury the bodies of the crucified criminal rather than leave them to the mercy of carrion birds. But Jesus was a Jew, and the Jews extended the right to a proper burial to everyone, including criminals. This tradition can be seen all through the Old Testament and seems to be rooted in Deuteronomy 21, verses 22 to 23. However, there were limitations on the extent of the funerary rites and privileges for the executed convict. Jesus' disheartened and terrified disciples and relatives vanished once he died, and the body was left on the cross in the three o'clock afternoon sun. The Romans, in keeping with their laws and traditions, would have just as well left Jesus there to rot in the sun and be food for the birds. The Jews, however, now that their tormentor was dead, were quite ready to observe Jewish law and asked that steps be taken to have the bodies taken down before the Sabbath. You see this in John 19.31. It is here that Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus show up, seize the opportunity, and as it were, save the day. One of them had to ask for his relative's body, and the other had to have the spices ready for the burial ritual to be performed. This was as far as they could get in the time left before sundown and with the few hands that were available. The incomplete ritual didn't matter, though, because when the women got the courage and returned to finish the job on Sunday morning, Jesus had arisen and left the tomb, as we see in John 24.1. Thousands of these COVID-19 dead not just the unclaimed, will be put down without their burial traditions, whatever those might be. Many who can claim they're dead are unable to carry out the rituals and traditions anyway because of the rules of physical distancing and lockdown. It's hard enough not being able to say goodbye in the accustomed way. But funerary traditions usually contribute to closure. For thousands of families, this closure will not come for at least a generation. Our task is to share the experience of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection with everyone afflicted or affected by COVID-19. We must especially share this with those relatives of the deceased. For in the end, we know that we could skip rituals and tradition if we have a relationship with the risen Jesus who himself was caught between traditions. Let us pray today that we would learn to ignore tradition and share Jesus now. For more daily devotionals from Pastor Alex, visit livingstones.gy or talexgraham.blog. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You may visit Livingstones on Sundays at 8, 1046 Aubrey Barker Road, South Rhinebelt Park, two buildings after the exit.